Hello, everyone, and welcome to the VOTCast. I'm your host, the Homelander Memes, and my other host here is Vot Productions. Say hi, VP. Hello. Today we have a very special guest star. Uh, she's known for her insider information and great posts. She's got 23.6 thousand followers on Instagram. Uh, say hi, Vod HQ. Hi, everyone. So uh, today we're, of course, going to be talking about the boys, us being your favorite and probably the only boys podcast you listen to. But first, we're going to talk about Vod HQ. Who is she? She currently has 23.6 thousand followers, right, Vod HQ? Yeah, I think so. It's crazy. <laughs> Never expected that. I, I know what you mean, you know, being the Homelander memes. Yeah, yours is like, Matt's amazing. <laughs> um, you're also number two in the fandom, basically, right? I don't know. I, I, I thought uh, Butcher Memes was, so surprised at that. I know, you, you know, I actually thought it was Butcher Memes too, but uh, I checked tonight and you are ahead of him. I feel like it should be butcher memes. I feel like they're definitely a lot better. So <laughs> I, I, I'll gladly give that over to them if he wants it. <laughs> nah, definitely two different types of accounts, really. Yeah. I mean, he's a meme page. And what, what would you say you're like, uh, what you post is? Like, what do you primarily try to uh, put out there? Um, mostly news. Um, that was why I started the account was just, news and mostly focusing on the super superhero side of the show um yeah I, obviously everyone knows did post spoilers not so much anymore um so yeah just mostly just news and any kind of pictures or anything that i think's interesting that the fans might like giveaways sometimes i'll just put it on there there's no real plan i'll be honest right now, have you received any backlash for you're you're good with amazon though right which is pretty cool yeah, yeah, Amazon are absolutely wonderful. Um, really surprising. Um, I kind of you assume Amazon Jeff Bezos or how you say his name. You know, you kind of assume negative connotations of that, but they have been absolutely wonderful. Um, really encouraging, really supportive. Um, yeah, just really nice and across different departments as well, which really surprising. But yeah, they're all really lovely. Did you talk to Jeff Bezos? No, no, oh god, I'm a socialist, he wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vod HQ, so why would you say then that you basically made your account? Because obviously, like, you post news and stuff and everything like that, but was there, like, a different reason as to why, like, you originally started your account, or did you always plan for it to be just, like, a news, a news-based, like, page? Yeah, um, I'll say exactly what I said to Amazon um, when I first started speaking with them. Um, I absolutely adore the show. Um, season one, I think, is just a true masterpiece. Um, really, really interesting. But one thing that, as a fan, before I even created my account, um, I was like, there's, there's nothing really out there that social media for the official channels don't really post and they don't really seem to engage that much. And I was like, I had all this like news and stuff that I collected and, been, and that I'd had sent over to me. And I was like, why aren't they posting this? And, oh, this would be really cool. How come no one's really sharing this stuff out? So I was like, well, fuck it, I'll just make an Instagram. So I just tried to find a name. It was really hard to find a name. Um, and then it just settled on Vought HQ and then just kind of went from there. That's a pretty good name too, just because like Vought, like HQ, like headquarters just being like the ultimate, like 
you know, bas basically like, I guess the, the centerpiece as far as like news and like everything goes, and you're not just news as well. Like you do, you do some pretty good edits as well, like Photoshop stuff. Um, so overall, I'd say it's like a pretty, pretty good page in general, pretty well-rounded. Oh. I mean, mostly news space, but also some other stuff too. So that's pretty cool. Thank you. I, I'm wondering about your, uh, the, like the thinking behind when you chose your name, because you, you know, I think we all choose our names out of, there's mm. Huey memes, Butcher memes, even outside of, like, the meme people, though. Yeah. You guys both picked Vought, which is interesting, because I picked Homelander. Uh, was there, like, a reason, or did you think that it would, you, you know, you'd probably, when people search up Vought, they'd see your name? That was kind of the reason behind when I chose mine, because... Yeah, um, in terms yeah. of the name, I genuinely hadn't thought about it. I knew that I wanted it to be more focused on the soups because I saw that the official online presence, they were just literally focused on the boys group. And to me in season one, I thought the superheroes were kind of like the shining part of the show. And I thought that was where it really shined. Um, so I was like, well, I kind of want to focus more on that and kind of be like the different, like the other side of the coin kind of thing. So I think I came up with about like, I was just typing in names on the create account. And it kept coming up, this one's taken, this one's taken. <laughs> and then HQ was the first one that wasn't. So I was like, oh, that one it'll be. And that's it. I wish it was like really interesting, but it's not. It was just, it's available. See, that was like me, like when it, like when I wanted to choose my name, because originally, um, like when I wanted to make my name like something the boys themed, I originally wanted to put X yeah. in the actual name because that's basically my account. But the issue is that there were already so many accounts taken that had edits like in the name. Yeah. Um, and then I also like I noticed that like the trend in the fandom seemed to be like people would pick a character and like that would be their account name. You got Homelander memes, you know, Huey memes, Butcher memes, Starlight memes, whatever. And ultimately, I wanted to pick a name that was kind of um, like neutral. And like the boys edits was taken. So like Vought's like another thing where like I felt if I named my page Starlight Edits or something, even though she's my yeah. favorite, if I named my page <laughs> Starlight Edits and then it's just a bunch of edits of like Billy Butcher, people would just be like, what? What is this account? So I chose Vought and then Vought Edits was taken. Um, so I tried to think of like a synonym for edits and then that's when I thought productions and then that's when it hit me and I was like, all right, yes, I want this one. Um, and so that's the one I took, so... I like that. When I saw yours, I, was, I remember thinking, oh, it's like kind of like the Vought MCU thing, but an Instagram page. I thought that was quite clever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So, Homelander, was yours always going to be Homelander, or was there a different character that you wanted to kind of do? Or was it always just Homelander? Well, honestly, I thought about doing something Vought related, mm. but I mean, like maybe on like the back of my mind, but it was always. Like, I was like, I'm going to make an account called Homelander Memes. And then I knew, like, I don't know. I just had, like, this feeling about it. Like, like I, I was just like, I think I might go somewhere with this. Because I noticed there wasn't, like you said, there wasn't much of a presence on social media at the time. When season one dropped, uh, I think, like, I was one of the first few. And that's probably led to my success so far. And how how long did it uh, take you to make your account? Because you're you, you're a pretty large account, so I assume you made yours fairly early. Oh god, uh, I think I actually I made it sometime in I think it was July because I think I posted not too long ago about it being the first year of my account. 
Um, right. Yeah, I think it, I think it was June seventh or eighth. Actually, I think it was. Um, How so, long was that after? I don't remember because I remember um, a year. That's a year after season one because season one oh, was damn. July of twenty nineteen. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Damn, I didn't realize that was that late. So our accounts are actually. <laughs> yeah. Like mine and yours are only like three months apart, I think, because I started in yeah. September. Like I was at the tail end of September, so you were you were still pretty new. And I remember when I joined, like you were already pretty big. So like I kind of assumed by the like how big the account was, you'd been around for a while. Like I remember when I first saw your account. Um, so that's interesting. I still don't know how that happened. I genuinely have no idea how mine grown because I I could see why like someone like like yours, Homelander, would grow because it's memes and, you know, it's really funny, it's really creative. I genuinely did not think mine would even come to a fraction of yours. I, I didn't think mine would come to a fraction of what it is t- t- a year ago. I mean, I, I remember getting excited once I was I started getting, like, 30 likes per post. Even 20, I was like, damn. Yeah. And yeah. It, I guess it gets to a certain point where you just kind of accept it, it, but it just feels so unreal. Yeah, does yours still feel unreal? Mine does. Yeah, definitely. I think once you hit like that 10k, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, from that point onwards, it's kind of like uh, crazy. To, I don't know. There's yeah, I, I, I see so many like, uh, especially like meme pages, like these people will post every day and get like 15 likes, maybe 100 if they're lucky. And uh I don't know. I think we we're very fortunate for growing how we did. Or uh, our pages are a little different. Yours might even be more yeah. impressive. Because uh, oh no. Well, meme- memes are a hot demand, but I think the boys' content in general was and kind of is has been in high demand. And you kind of uh, you kind of gave people what they wanted. They wanted stuff about soups and things that should be posted by the main account, probably, but aren't. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. For me, it was just, I couldn't understand why they weren't posting it. I mean, I think the season one success, I, I mean, the show is fantastic, but I really think the season one success is mostly to do with the fans. And, and that obviously meme accounts, edit accounts, things like that, without people seeing that and seeing their presence online and going, oh, what's that about? And then checking it out. It, it wouldn't have right. the reach it has, I don't think. Right. I, that makes sense. I, yeah, I, I think we helped them, honestly. Like, I think the yeah. show is literally more popular because of pages like us. Be- because yeah. I never saw anything before, you know, and Vought Productions here is literally the only page that makes strictly the boys' video edits. It's exactly. like there's a demand that's not being met by like I, I don't know I feel like the show should recognize accounts like ours don't you think at, yeah at I least feel like yours, yours definitely deserves more recognition I feel like behind the scenes mine has just because of how much I'm in contact with people on the show yeah. and in Amazon so I do feel like I kind of have and it's not just because I know my account is monitored by Amazon um it's because I do have that interaction, but I feel like ones like yours, especially with your huge following and also with the effort, you know, Vault Productions makes, I'm with you, but I feel like, yeah, definitely should have some there. But one thing that I think me and you have spoken about, Homelander, a little bit, in just like through DMs, is just, I'm really glad that the fandom seems to be coming together lately, especially me and you, you know what I mean? Um, really coming together to help each other out instead of 
it being a competitive place. I don't like that. I'd rather people just come up and support each other, if that makes any sense. Right. And like a lot of fandoms, though, there's the bad apples. And uh, yeah, it can be infectious because I don't know if you know, like the Star Wars fandom, stuff like that. I've, I've only heard of it, but <laughs> they're probably known as like one of the most toxic fandoms just yeah. because, uh, yeah, they're always are. It, it's just real toxic. And I'd hate for the boys community to ever turn out like that step a foot in sometimes if i see it yeah no because i feel like we have such a like we we have literally the sway to like help make things better and not let that happen you know yeah i feel like you have more sway than me i will help you of course but i feel like you definitely have more well you know being the second largest account um, isn't not worth nothing yeah Y'all are just over here talking about a number one and number two accounts, and I'm over here like just cries in one k, cries in one k. One k is still amazing. I seriously, like I, yeah, like I appreciate every single follower I've got, and just the fact that people take time to look at my page is weird enough for me. But you know, I I don't let the follow count add to my worth if that makes sense. Like I just put stuff out there for people to enjoy. If they like it, great, that's fine. And that's what I like about your accounts. You're doing that for you, not to get clout, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's really cool, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm definitely really appreciative of the people who are, like, still watching, like, edits that I'll put out. Because the show, like, I've had, like, the same footage for, like, ever since season two is finished. It's been working (laughs) off the same footage. And there's only so many different times, like, you can do an edit of, like or starlight or like just a general like action edit because yeah there's actually not too much to really like pull from there's only two seasons of the show so to try to like come up with like edits that are like each feel like different and stuff but like the fact that people like still watch them even though it's old footage from like last year um that's like really cool like i love that so awesome. i think it's what you do with it it's like so creative like you make something that's everyone's seen a million times and you make it something new and that's one of the great things about your reddits amazon if you're listening please hire these people thank you <laughs> thanks to, thank you for the plug to throw them in there. <laughs> amazon i'll make the trailer hit me up DMs are open <laughs> do it fast too big people stop asking when season free coming <laughs> So HQ, you mentioned that, you know, basically like your love for season one is what made you like create the account. So I guess it, you and Homelander both are kind of in that kind of agreement that season one is what really sold the show for you. So do you guys both just kind of want to talk about for a second, I guess we'll let HQ go first, but just about like what you love so much about season one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, for me, I just want to stress um, when I heard there was a show called The Boys, I immediately went, oh, sounds a bit. How'd you call this show The Boys? Sounds a bit shit. Um, and then I watched the trailer on Amazon and I was like, holy shit, this actually looks really good. And then I binged it. Um, 19, 19 times after, became a little obsessed. Um, but yeah, <laughs> one thing I really loved is just the fresh take on it, um, on the superhero genre, which everyone loves. Um, I really liked what Netflix did with the darker kind of MCU before they cancelled it all. Um but seeing it in such a fresh way with the boys was so different. It was like, what's it? What, called? what was that show you just said? Um, like the darker MCU stuff. Um, okay. like um, like you know, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. I've not yeah. watched Punisher yet. Um, I don't want to say Iron Fist because no one fucking liked Iron Fist. Um, but yeah. So when I saw the boys trailer, I was like, it was the bit where A Train runs into Robin on the trailer. I went, oh my fucking god, 
that looks amazing. So I watched it and I just thought the comments they made on like obviously celebrity status, um, on other themes like the Me Too movement, things like that, and how um, people of power kind of manipulate things around them and how vulnerable and exposed they also are. I thought that was such an interesting take and so clever. And it wasn't spoon-fed into it. It was done quite subtle and clever, but it worked with the plot. And then obviously the shock and things as well. We all remember the play- Homelander and Planes. That, is, that was what hooked me, right. um, that end of season one, when he just guns down that plane. Amazing. Guns down. Oh, the uh, the with his eyes, yeah. One. Guns down with yeah. the laser eyes. Guns yeah. down works. <laughs> See, for me, it was like slightly before that scene that hooked me on the show. I think what really got me, like at, at least initially, I talked about this a little bit last week, but um, was like the interactions that Butcher has with Huey in like episode one. Like, I love it. And mm. the very end of episode one, because I like. Because before the boys, like I was mainly into comedies and stuff, so I looked for more of like humor and you know, in shows and everything. And so I loved Butcher because I thought he was hilarious and he was also insane. But um, just like when Huey's just like reacting to him, and he's like, "Well, here's the thing, Huey, I'm actually not an FBI agent." He was just like, "What?" And I just thought that was <laughs> hilarious. And then the title card just cuts in, and I'm like, "Oh no!" I was like, "This show's fantastic." So <laughs> I did really like that. Um, but for me, I couldn't. I couldn't really get in with, um, what do you call it, with, with Butcher just because of the accent. I was like, this is, this is awful. Um, but yeah, everything else really got me. For, for me, it was the bit where um, Homelander and me were stopping, you know, the, the bank robbers. And you just see the, the robber in the background behind Homelander just falling and crashing into the car. I was like, oh my God, you don't see that anywhere. And I thought so, that was really cool. So what's weird about that scene too is, so my attention span is like that of a rock. So I don't know how I edit, but when I was watching the boys, cause I didn't even like watch the trailer. I had no clue what this was. A friend told me about it at work and I was like, okay, so I had saw nothing. I literally did not know. I just pressed play. I like, I didn't know what it was. He just said it's superheroes, but yeah. it's not. And I'm like, okay, sweet. Um, and I literally in that first sequence where like Homelander and Maeve, like save like the, um, like the kids, like, I was literally about to turn it off. I'm like, I don't understand what this is. This is just another superhero show. Like, I don't get it. Like, what's the point? Like, it just looks like another whatever. Um, and then and then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. Um, yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. Homelander, what's your you to, uh, to season one? I loved season one. I, I, I read the whole... I, I think I mentioned this on another episode of the pod, but I read the entire comic series in one night. Most of it, like the middle parts I skipped through, I got bored at times, but uh, I finished it and it was about 3 a.m. in the morning and I turned on my TV and on uh, Amazon Prime Video, there's this new show called The Boys. I'm like, holy shit, is this about the comic series I just watched? And uh, I click on it. Sure enough, I see Homelander there and I'm like, damn, that's Homelander. And then I see that it literally came out that same day. What? Yeah, so I was like, holy shit, I gotta watch this. So I turn it on, and I was like, holy shit, this is an amazing show. <laughs> and, uh, I love that. I was scared. I was scared it was gonna be like a shitty CW-type, uh, just live-action mess. But, I thought uh, the same thing. I was worried about right. that, too. But it's just so good. So good. It's interesting what you said about reading the comics in it all in like one night. Um, obviously after the first season, after I binged it, 
um, I got all the comics for my birthday and some for Christmas. And oh my God, I devoured them. And when right. you know, they, they did kind of go a bit boring. I, some stuff just seemed a bit like, oh, he's just trying to, you know, be a bit more shocking. And I was just, it, it bored me, I'll be honest, that part. I was like, mm, okay, but in, right. in the beginning, they were, I think in the beginning, they were, they were quite good. Right. And towards the end, I think. Yeah, definitely towards the end. I didn't see that coming with him. The stuff in the Oval Office. I won't say because spoilers, but the Oval Office stuff. Yeah, it has a great ending to it. But uh, I definitely found the the points with like the boys in them. I I thought that was more uh, boring. I I don't know. Yeah, I I loved the soup stuff. Sometimes a little, well, a lot of times a little too. uh, A little too much. (laughs) A little too much, but it's fun. I, I yeah. like it. It's like I I feel like the show did better at taking the th- like the uh the core of those comics and just changing it into something like very complex. Yeah. Very uh, I'm with you with very, that. Right off those ideas. Like I I thought they did, did such a good job just adapting it onto film. Yeah, definitely without a doubt. Like I think especially in the first season, they kinda got rid of, you know, the bit the stuff in the comic which is a bit kind of I don't want to say extreme, but it was kind of felt like it was doing something for the sake of it rather than actually doing it for to be interesting. Um, I feel like the first season really like encapsulated that and kind of reversed it and made things interesting and also extreme. Right. Yeah. Season and that, two, that's what I really liked. Season, season two. They 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 pumped up the extreme, but they didn't pump up the interesting as much. Yeah, see, that's exactly how I feel. And I'm not gonna lie, I get a lot of shit for that. And I'm like, no, no, I still love the show. It's just season one was, I really do think, a masterpiece. Season two was, to me, quite lackluster in parts. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, cause I feel like I'm almost in the minority. I mean, despite you like catching basically a lot of crap for like your, your opinion on season two, I think there's like actually quite a like, few people who think that season one was better like a lot of the people that like i'll talk to when i ask them like hey which one do you like better they'll normally tell me like yeah both are really good but season one was a little bit better and i think i see some of the draw to season one and that the fact that it's i feel like season one is a little bit more grounded like the boys kind yeah. of it feels more like it feels more tactical like i know episode two in general like watching that like i was on the edge of my seat because they have translucent like he's literally trapped and homelander's <gasps> flying by and you're like something's about to happen like this is not going to be good but season two season two comes out and it's still like really good and it's like i said it's actually my favorite season out of the two but season two comes out and it's like they're not scared anymore they're like oh we're gonna take a boat we're gonna ram it into the deep you know we're gonna go in we're gonna kill everybody and blow them up with rpgs and stuff and it's like well what what is happening like i i don't know like what it's i yeah it's just yeah a lot of craziness going on there. Do you, do you remember when they were fighting Stormfront and Frenchie yelled, Quick, the RPG, it's oh, in the yeah. car, it's the only way to stop her. <laughs> yeah. like, Holy shit, why would you yell that? And then I was like, just go do it. Don't yell it, just go do it. Yeah. It, to me, to me, that whole Frenchie scene was literally the, the, the golden rule of TV. Show, don't tell. It, Frenchie literally just screams it out right. instead of going to do it. I was like, what are you doing, Frenchie? You could have done something. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I do love Frenchie though in both seasons. He is, he is brilliant. 
Yeah, he's definitely pretty brilliant. I think I think out of the boys, he's probably my least favorite, but that doesn't mean he's bad. That just means that like all of the boys' like characters are so likable and just naturally one of them has to be yeah. your least favorite. But out of the <laughs> out of the ones for the boys, I think he's the um I think he's my least favorite. He's my second favorite. Really? I'd say. Who's your first? Both of you. Who's your first favorite from the boys? So if soups aren't involved, um I would say probably Butcher and then Huey's second, but MM's like a very close second. But yeah. Huey, I think, gets second just because I personally, like, I kind of, I don't know, I just like Huey's character. I feel like I relate to him a little bit in some ways. So I kind of find more of a connection with Huey. And I think that's why he gets the number two for me. Oh, that. But you, Homelander. Uh, I've got to say, Butcher is definitely my favorite. And then it's probably Frenchie, number two. Yeah. Butcher's definitely like, and then Kimiko's definitely three. Yeah, she, she doesn't get enough recognition. I love her, and Karen's amazing. Like the amount she puts oh into that God. role, and, and not wow. a word. She deserved an Emmy. You you know that scene in season two where she hugs Annie, like, and they oh, literally it... just met for the first time. Like that scene was powerful. It's just the acting and the no words needed. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you there. She's so good. Like, I remember seeing the scene, um, like, a behind-the-scenes video of, like, when she's all menacing and she, like, breaks the neck off of, like, that one Russian dude. And then the camera cuts and she immediately bursts out into, like, a smile and, like, starts laughing and just looks like a little kid. And it's like, this is not the same person. Yeah. Like, this is not the no, same. Like, <laughs> like, it's crazy. I, I like, I'm, I'm not much of a, a DC fan, so I don't really watch the DC movies. But, so I hadn't seen her in anything. I think The Boys was, like, the first thing that I'd seen her in. And I was like, holy shit, she's amazing. I was like, why is she not in more? And then I was like, oh, she is. You just live under a rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't realize she was in Suicide Squad till after I watched it. Oh, yeah, I saw her That's name the, on the cast uh, list. Is that the original one? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. played, uh, she played... Uh, is it Katana? Katana. Is that Mortal Kombat? In the original Suicide Squad, there's a character called Katana. And the only reason why I remember that is I never watched the movie, but I watched a review where a guy said that Katana was a pointless character. Oh, yeah, it was Katana then. I'm trying to think who my favorite is for the, the boys group. It, it would be Butcher, but I'm not going to lie that I've said it before, that accent, it makes me knock him down a peg or two. Is it because you're jealous? <laughs> like, are, are you going for lessons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to get my dialect coast. I genuinely thought he was Australian. <laughs> that, everybody like, says that everybody says that from the uk but when they were like oh british accents and i thought uh, they're doing a thing because americans probably don't realize right different accents and i was like okay no, not that they're too done just you know, nothing like that i don't want don't don't want to piss any americans off um no it was just and then they said something about them being from london and i was like eh, what and so for that i've got to knock them down a bit but i'd say my first favorite probably mother's milk um i just feel like he's so underrated as your first yeah yeah as my first wow i know i i just i really like him and i love what laz does um yeah. with him i think there's just such a vulnerability um and i think he to me i think he's on the grounds butcher down i, I to me i don't see it as huey i see it as right. as mother's milk kind of doing that right. they've got history yeah and i think like he's such an integral part like even in season two the inside the whale scene when he kind of steps up as kind of like the de facto lead you know just to kind of um reassure Huey and be like yeah it's okay we can sit in here we have got a team of super able people who can kill us just by looking at us but it's fine we can we can chill in here for a bit i, I really liked him then he's telling butcher like you're you're taking this too far Huey's not going to be able to handle it yeah yeah 
And I think maybe that at that point, maybe they knew that like MM was doing such a great job at like being the moral compass because then they like yeah. they make they make him say a line to Butcher that they're like Huey's your canary. Like they basically kind of force yeah. that back in, um, which is interesting because I hadn't really thought about that too much before because I think the show like the show wants Huey to be the moral center because mm. he's the person you see the story through. It's his girlfriend that getting run through is what starts the whole thing. So. If and then he's right. like an innocent guy, so if he's not the moral compass, then it becomes kind of weird because you're supposed to almost see the show through like what happened with him and Robin. Yeah, but... I don't think he should be, you know, squeaky clean. Like I have reasons to dislike Huey. I just wish the show would address those reasons. Yeah, Huey's probably my least favorite. In at least in season one, he was my least favorite. I'll season be honest. two, he was probably one of my least. Season two, I just. I don't know. I felt he was a bit too whiny, so I was like, mm, I, 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 I'll be honest. It's not that I disliked him; I just didn't care for him in both seasons. I was like, mm, I, I don't really care. I mean, hmm. I was so mad at him, like in season two. Like, I was kind of frustrated oh, yeah. with the way, like, the writing went, like in the first part of season two, because he's like, um, because so in the end of season one, like his arc with Annie, like you would have thought that he would have figured out by now that like, he can kind of tell her everything and be honest with her. Yeah. And then at the end of season two, like episode one, like I remember being so mad because she calls him and she's like, Hey, we're going to like do this thing. We're going to go after fought. And he's like, "Mm," and she's like, what's wrong. And he's like, nothing like I promise. And she's like, Huey, don't lie to me. And he's like, "Mm, I'm not lying. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. Are we really doing this again? And yeah, and it wasn't really until like episode four that like he finally figured it out. And I'm like, dude, like, come on. Like, I thought you should have figured that out by the end of season one. <laughs> like, I, if, if, yeah. he, if, if there's a phone call with him in season three where he like lies to Annie again, it's like, I'm not lying to you. I'm just going to I'm just going to throw my phone out the window. I think I'm just going to right there. I also thought I, I thought Starlight was whiny, too, in season two and the end yeah, of season no. one. Yeah, I'll be honest. Season one, again, I didn't really care for season two bit more of the same but i felt like she kind of started to come into her own so i was like okay i can see myself liking you at some point but not yet if that if you get me yeah i'm sure vp can argue with you all day <laughs> i think we have a few times <laughs> Pas- pa- i like to say passionately discuss <laughs> uh, passionately discuss and agree to disagree at the end of the day yeah no, okay, so wait, so so let me ask you this then: Do you like do you like Savage Annie, or do you like the normal like season one or season two Annie? Which one's your favorite? <laughs> oh, um. And then, do you like Savage Annie? I guess it's two questions. Wait, can you explain Savage Annie? Yeah, which one's Savage Annie? You don't. Okay, so well, so Savage Annie is like I don't think kind of knows. like in the. <laughs> Like that, me and Hotman were just silent when you said Savage Annie. We were like, mm, okay. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. Hang on. So, in like the first half of like season two, like she's a little bit like savage because she basically blackmails like Gecko. Like that would not be like her character at all in season one. Like she basically sets him up and like she does that blackmail work for Huey. And then, and then her, like, when I think of Savage Annie, the line that I think that comes to mind is when A-Train, basically, in episode three, he, like, threatens to, um, like, tell Homelander about Compound V. And then she kind of, like, all of a sudden, she does this thing, like, she turns around, and she, like, gives him this look, which I'm obsessed with that look, by the way, but we'll just move on. Um, she, like, kind of, like, glares at him, and then she's like, you're not going to do anything. And he turns around, like, kind of confused, and he's like, Why? And she's like, you're not going to do shit because you killed your girlfriend. And I was like, Whoo. 
that's okay, not like yeah. her character at all in season one. Like her character would not have done that. So she stood okay, up. This for might shock you. Yeah, okay. this might shock you, but that's actually probably one of my favorite one of my favorite moments of season two. See, I don't hate season two; I just don't like it. Um, but yeah, that was probably one of my favorite moments in Wait, season which two. Um, the Annie and A Train scene where he's basically saying, "Like, I know you got V. I'm going to tell Homelander you're you're done." Yeah, so I really liked that scene. I thought it was such a good dynamic, and I was like, "This is great. This is what I kind of wanted more of." And yeah, it just it, it didn't really do anything after that but i really like that scene and i loved the bit where a train says so, you know you don't understand you've kind of come from a background of privilege like financially also socially and stuff like that you don't understand what it's like to struggle right. in the way i have i really i thought that was such a, a good scene because you could Profound. see in, yeah I, I thought you could see in annie's face she was like oh yeah i don't understand i am still fighting for good but um still not understanding that some like, people can't in the same ways he made her speechless because I feel like she's very yeah. self-righteous often. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm with you there. Yeah, it, it was cool to see her kind of called out, but she never really gets called out again later in the season about anything. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I'll say, I mean, I will say there are definitely negative aspects to her. I mean, I do think, despite, I mean, I am able to still see the bad sides of her character. I think one <laughs> of them is... I still think she's kind of a massive like hypocrite when it comes to like you look at season one and she's like, oh, like the seven such a bad group of people. Like, I don't want to be here. And Huey's like, well, then why don't you just leave? And she's like, mm, actually, I don't want to leave because she kind of like likes the fame and attention almost. So it, she kind of has this like ego that like she fights where like she doesn't like it. But at the same time, like, because she gets in, like, a spat with her mom where she's like, I never wanted any of this. This is what you wanted. But it seems to be very clear that she still wants it. Like, she could yeah, very right. easily walk away from the seven, and she did. And in season two, she walked away from the seven, and then she decided to join back again, which to me yeah, is completely stupid. But I would argue that the fact that she joined back that time was the most selfless thing she's done probably in the whole show. She, yeah, she went back that. for the boys. She, she didn't want to go back for herself. She was scared shitless of Homelander. That's why she went away in the first place and got her arm drilled into to get the tracker chip out. I, oh, yeah, I thought yeah. it was like, it, it kind of set up for me like, okay, maybe she'll stop whining this next season. She's going to be on the same page with the boys and they're going to get shit done. Vought knows what she's up to though that's my thing is like she's going back like it's not like her season two arc where she's working like in the shadows and Vought doesn't know like Vought very well knows what she's doing so like I don't understand like Does what her being a... of course they know I feel like in season two they should have known like given how like influential and how Vought is everywhere but it seemed like she could just to me she could just easily like yeah I'm just randomly going to this cousin who you don't really know I'm a valuable asset to you financially and in other ways but you're just gonna let me walk off also, with some fugitives that apparently no one looks out for. That had me a bit, like, mm, a bit sketch. Yeah, but, I mean, she's kind of safe, because yeah. she can't get hurt by Homelander. And uh, apparently, Billy Butcher has blackmail. So even if they do know that she's, like, associated with them, yeah. she has friends that... What was Billy Butcher's blackmail again? Um, he had a picture of Ryan. Apparently, Ryan looks exactly like Homelander, so he's going to use that. It could be of. any kid. It could be any kid. That was my thing. I was like, Stan, call his buff. <laughs> Stan, she <laughs> just like, told Noir, just do it. 
Imagine your how season two nails. carried on. <laughs> that would actually be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? Dude, it, it would be the first consequential dumb action that the boys have had. <laughs> yeah. This yes. I'd have loved to have seen that actually. That would have been yeah. that would have been pretty great. Just like a just like a random death like that. You just don't expect it. He just snaps butcher and just instantly just no, done. No, I, I don't think I'd like the show as much though if they got rid of Butcher. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, because then true. you wouldn't have anyone to square off against Homelander. So Right. Like what's yeah. Kiwi gonna lead? Mother Smoke's a good leader, but even he said like we need Butcher. Yeah. I feel like Butcher's so self destructive. He's, he's a born leader though. Yeah. Definitely. He is self-destructive, and I, I'm wondering, since he has no reason, his whole his whole reason behind wanting to hunt Homelander was because of his wife, Becca, and what happened so to many her. Thoughts on that. But now Becca's dead, so everything that he's doing is just going to be for revenge, for the sake of revenge. I, I, I feel like we might see him go on some kind of destructive rampage truly be unleashed i don't know yeah i mean i i think we're gonna see a darker side of butcher i think we're gonna see a butcher that's more evil more like in the comics you know that's not even a spoiler because in the comics he's he's less empathetic he's more of just a son of a bitch yeah he kind of just does it just for doing it he doesn't care who he hurts and he'll do it anyway that's what i liked about him in the comics I, I, you know, it's kind of what made me like the character in the show because yeah. he wasn't such a horrible person. But I want to see him. I want to see him like get to that point. The thing that doesn't make sense to me about the way they handled um, like Becca's situation is because it's from my understanding in the comics, she's dead the whole time, right? Like you just start the yeah, comics yeah. off and she's dead. So to me, it's really weird. I mean, I guess it was for like marketing to like try to make the show look different for season two. But it's like it's almost like it's a slap in the face to people who liked Becca because essentially it's like the character's dead, like she was dead. You're bringing in a comic like adaptation of the show, and you assume that she's gonna be dead. And Butcher's like, if it's to fridge her character, which is or which is what it was, was to fridge her. But Butcher already had the motivation anyway, so why would you need to bring her back just to kill her anyway? Because essentially all you did with that is you like teased people the idea of oh what if we're actually going to do this differently and becca's going to be like part of the boys or something and what do you mean you didn't have the motivation i'd have loved that meaning that like in season one like so butcher's arc the reason why like you said he's going against vaught is because of what happened with his wife you presume that his wife is dead becca you presume that she's dead that's what you think throughout all of season one and he's already motivated by that like he's already on a rampage because of it so there's no reason in my opinion to bring her back and deviate from the comics bring her back to literally have her for one season only one where you tease that she's here and you tease that idea of like maybe her and Butcher might actually have a relationship and like do something there just to kill her anyway at the end of the season. Like it's such short lived. And I think like when the plot of the boys is like seen from like a top down, like when the whole season's done, like the whole show, I think people might mm-hmm. look at that and say why. Like what was the point maybe, in that? Maybe they didn't know. I'm thinking maybe they didn't know what to do with her character. Because what's her what's her plot point after this? You know, take care of Ryan, or yeah, they fridged her. They they ended her character for the purpose of motivating Butcher 
and he was already motivated like before thank he you. thought she was dead. Yeah. Thank you both for saying that because when I say that, and you know, I have a lot, um, I get so much shit for saying it. Everyone's like, oh, you don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, and I'm like, guys, I literally have a degree in film and media. I do know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is literally what I've dedicated my life to studying. So with Becca, I'm completely with you on there, as you know. So I think this is where I think season one and two massively differentiate because I think season one, like what we talked about, they took the comic and they kind of made it better. They made it a great adaptation. Season two, I think they started to cram the comic back in and it kind of created this disparity. So, Which points do, do you think you saw that in like the most? Um, I'm just trying to think just of season two. Got a lot going on in my brain. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think specifically, I think definitely with Becca. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Becca's probably the best example of that. Um, yeah, because I think even just like narratively, season one, obviously narratively speaking, I think it was so much better. It had the soups and the boys so seamlessly intertwined, even if it didn't seem like that at, t- at the time until the finale. Like, everything linked in some way to each other um, in some way, and then it all came to a head. It seemed a lot more flowing as well with, like, clear themes. Things right. even with Homelander on, like, his quest to find out what actually happened with Becca. I really loved that mystery that they added into that because I was like, hmm, I wonder if she's actually dead. And I feel like right. for Homelander, for, for him... In season one, he was all about his identity. You know, he's a god superior to everyone. Um, but at the same time, he's controlled by this company. He's not allowed to be powerful. He's not allowed to kind of even know fully who he is. And I think Becca that, was kind of that. That wasn't really in the comics, was it? Like, I, I feel like the no. show faces almost like a like an identity crisis. Because yeah, sorry, I don't want to cut you off at all. No, no, go ahead. I feel like it faces like because they they want to bring stuff from the comics in, but in season two, it seems like they just branched off their own ideas, but also tried to yeah. cram those those comic things in. Like, I think with season two, I don't think any of the characters really had a, a clear goal. Like season one, home right. we knew exactly what his goals were. He wanted control, he wanted power, but I also think that he wanted some kind of family, not like in a he wanted American picturesque way. Yeah, well, he yeah. just wanted, I think, just something he could control himself. And I think he kind of had that with the seven, a bit where he's, like, sitting them all down in the um, in the conference room, like, you've all been shit, except you know right. what. Season two didn't you know, feel I, like that, though. Yeah, to me, I read that as, like, I'm, dis- I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. Like, you know, what the parents do. And I feel like, especially with Becca and Ryan, you know, he finds out, like, not only did Madeline, his mother-slash-lover, figure keep... Becca and this pregnancy away from him um, that was also like a way to control and control something away from him but she also lied and said oh yeah by the way they died and I think that was such a catalyst for him to change and he was so obsessed with finding Becca and also finding Ryan to the point where he like destroyed Vogelbaum's life, killed Madeline they're like huge things for him and I just feel like in season 2 they forgot how huge that was I always bring it back to the very last lines of season 1 in Homelander's with the original Ryan and he goes like, you know, we're a family. But then in season two, he just, for most of the season, he forgets about Ryan. He's like, oh well, yeah, I've got a son. <laughs> I, I, f- I feel like it was a plot point that Homelander was trying to connect to his kid, but he yeah. was just horrible at it. But I, I feel like the emotional connection, it felt like him just trying to control things, which he yeah. was. But we do end up seeing some example of emotional connection in the season finale for season two 
you know that yeah. scene where like they're in front of the tv and i think we talked about this a bit over dms and yeah yeah he holds his son and you actually see like for a moment he's like he's feeling genuine emotions that he probably hadn't felt since madeline but they were real like he, yeah. he knows this kid isn't lying to him this is like i don't know i, I felt like that was such a good scene yeah i love how confused he looks at that at first as well he's like what's yeah. going on and then he he's kind of just to this. Yeah, it yeah. looks awkward. And I thought, this looks great. My thing with Homelander in season two, I, I, I attribute it to, like, you know, um, when, like, parents break up and, you know, the dad um, always complains on social media, oh, my girlfriend, well, my ex won't let me have the kids, and he's actually not even asked and doesn't even turn up. I kind of put Homelander in that category because it was like, he never bothers with Ryan after, you know, the whole roof incident. He, um, he, he never even... comes there for himself, like, just to yeah. control, like he doesn't toy with Becca. Like he basically yeah. goes there to toy with Becca the whole time, and yeah, and even like mm-hmm. his scenes. I don't know, like his scenes with Ryan are like I don't know. To me, like they they were just weird. I think like Homelander in season two. I think I think weird is just a way to describe it. Like it's just like it was almost just a little bit much. Um, like like you have that scene where he's like Cameron was great thinking, though. The actor for oh, Ryan, he was so good. He, he was yeah, yeah, he was very good. I feel like him, I don't know if you feel the same, but do you think do you feel like Homelander season one and Homelander season two are like two completely different characters? Because that's kind of what I felt. There were moments where I thought in season two that okay, this feels like Homelander again. Like the scene where he's talking with Becca outside. Um, some scenes with Billy. I love it when he goes William. That oh makes me laugh gosh, every time. That scene is oh, so yeah. funny. <laughs> that is that so, is so good. funny. Right. Th- that there's more. Um, right. I agree with you. I, I, you know, like. I don't think it's like I wouldn't say that it's they're completely different characters, but I feel like there was like a whole evolution of his character that we didn't get yeah. to see him yeah. go into. Like yeah, why definitely. didn't he save Madeline Stillwell's baby? Why would he do that? We don't see any of that type of shit. I'm gonna like, play the fifth and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, his character his character is definitely weird. I know, like my, um, like one of my friends, like he really loves Homelander, and I actually Wait, haven't talked you, to him. Do you? Do you guys even have the Fifth Amendment in Liverpool? No, no, <laughs> no. We Exposed. don't. Exposed. We don't. <laughs> I don't think um, we have amendments. No, we don't even have amendments. We just, yeah. You don't. You don't get rights. You're just there. We're under Tory government. We don't get rights at all now. You don't get rights. You're just. You're just there. <laughs> You guys get okay. no, definitely. So you get so you were saying uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I have a friend who really likes Homelander, and he. Um, I haven't asked him if he likes the season one or season two version, but I know that one sequence that he was really pissed off at is the is the dream sequence when he lasers the protesters, and then like it just turns <sighs> yeah. out that it was just like a dream. Like he was so mad at that. He's like, and he was really mad about how easily Homelander is manipulated by blackmail. And I know he was pissed off at the yeah. season finale too, because he's like, there's no reason why like queen Maeve, like queen Maeve just, and I think I'm pretty sure I watched the finale with him. Like we were talking like while we were both watching mm-hmm. it. And I'm pretty sure when Maeve came, he was like, Oh, come on. Like How'd she was get so there? mad. She was so mad that like she just shows up with a phone and blackmails him, and then the boy, like everyone's just able to walk off. He's like, "That should not happen. Like, there's no reason at this point that this should still be going on." Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, right, I find, I kind of focus on some random stuff. So one thing I thought about the maid blackmail was that one phone really survived a plane crash. 
into the sea and also survived being deep submerged underwater for that long and she could still use it. Even if it was just a memory card and she did stuff, but come on. Oh, wait, but they might have texted it to someone before they Mm -hmm. died. That's what I was thinking. That's what I just assumed in my head to fill that plot hole. But... <laughs> you're just fixing the plot holes just subconsciously like yep no that that <laughs> just fix that flex seal the plot <laughs> yeah. holes that's what we're doing <laughs> yes one um one thing i noticed too like a very small thing that i picked up in her dialogue i think well i think it's a pretty common theme that like everybody basically hates like huey and annie being together and mave is like one of those people and like one small thing that i picked up like in her dialogue when she's like threatening homelander is she says she says you're gonna leave me and elena alone and then she just says and you're gonna stop harassing starlight but like she doesn't say anything about huey i was like (laughs) she's like and i kind of and i kind of picked up on that i was like wait a second like she doesn't care about huey at all she cares Huey's about fair game. And, and yeah, Huey's fair game. But I don't know. Well, I, I don't. I, I thought it was kind of like assumed because she knew the situation with Starlight. Like, leave Starlight alone to do her shit with Huey. Like, kind of don't hurt her and don't make her hurt, kind of thing. Right, because if Homelander yeah. killed Huey, Starlight would freak out, and Maeve would probably uh, pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be because right now, like, there's so much tension building up on the show that, like, as soon as somebody dies, it's like somewhat important. It's going to, I feel like it's just going to get absolutely insane because so far, it's like nobody really, like, super important has died. Like, they've killed off people that haven't had much screen time. Like, they killed Lamplighter, but it's like you never had screen time anyway. Um, and then they killed, like, Shockwave, but it's like, okay, like, who cares about Shockwave? Um, I felt like Lamplighter had so much potential. Oh, I'd have loved Lamplighter to have more. That'd have been so cool. Yeah, it would have been really cool to see him like with the. I think they had a really good opportunity with season two yeah. to like make the boys' army like so much better, and they just like killed like they like, they killed Becca, they killed Lamplighter, they made Annie go back to the seven, and it's just like now you're left with the original team again. Like, imagine the boys if you have Annie like that sticks around with them instead, right? You have Becca, so you have Becca, Annie, Lamplighter, Grace, and then the whole team of the boys. Like that's a pretty good squad. You got two soups or three soups. Yeah. Kamiko, you got three soups with you now, and then you got like Butcher, and then you know the rest of the boys. It's like that's a pretty solid team. But now you just killed them yeah, all. Yeah, like, Okay, okay, fine. I guess we're back to square one. We've gone nowhere. Like, I, like before, I knew what was happening. Um, I kind of thought because they recasted Lamplighter. Um, that maybe is going to be a bigger role, and I think everyone kind of assumed that too, um, because it, they had cast an actor in season one, um, but then obviously they recast um, to Sean Ashmore, and he was a, a fantastic job. So I thought they were going to kind of do a bit more with that, and I thought, are we going to see like a soup turn against the seven, and like you know against fourth and turn the back against all that? But no, just to kill him off. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very frustrating because that would that would have been cool to see him like alive in season three. And I think even Kripke admitted in an interview that like he kind of regrets doing that. I'm pretty sure he said that somewhere. That, like he's like, yeah. yeah, we probably messed up with Lamplighter. And you can't really bring him back. Like there's no gimmick with that, at least that I could possibly think of that you can find a way that you no. can say that you, you brought him back. I mean, you can write it anything in, I guess, if you truly want to, but I don't know how they would do it. Yeah, I'm thinking we literally saw his charred body, and he we kind of stole his hand from his dead body, so. I, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. No, maybe not. 
That's not a spoiler, by the way. I just want to stress that's really not a spoiler. If you are listening, I'm not spoiling anything there. That's just me joking. Lamplighter's not coming back. As far as I know, I don't know. Maybe he is. Who knows? what What we do is we just do fake spoilers. Like you just start saying random stuff that isn't spoilers. Imagine. Imagine like, just trolling everyone. Yeah. Yo, I, that actually reminds me on one of them, my Instagram, you know, sometimes I'll do the QA things. Someone had sent me like a question, how do you get your spoilers? And I was like, oh, follow this link. And I put up to like a Rick roll. I remember I so, that. I got so much so shit funny. for that. Oh my God. I got like so much hate. And I was like, guys, calm down. It was a joke. Oh I'm sorry. I tried That's to cool. be funny. Um, you know, like on that topic, I, I feel like they should have grown the boys yeah team in uh season two like i feel like uh, a lot of potential wasted for shock value yeah yeah and there is there is one thing i wanted to mention because I, I i thought i kept this point in the back of my mind when vod hq mentioned it earlier you mentioned that in season two like a lot of the characters don't really have like defined goals but yeah i kind of disagree a little bit because yeah. for me like Season two, like my favorite part about season two was the character arcs and how they turned a bunch of them on their head. Not necessarily Homelander, but like I like how they took Butcher and they made him um, almost like softer in a sense. Like they made him more vulnerable. And they made Homelander more like psychotic. Yeah. And I mean, with Huey, it's very clear what he wants. He wants to, t- he's the one that wants to really take yeah. down Vaught this time. And he also wants Annie. Like those are like the two things that like he wants. Um, MM wants to go see his family. Like he makes that very clear. He's like, "Look, like if I don't get, if I don't get to build this doll, uh, yeah. this dollhouse, like you're dead." And then Frenchie really <laughs> wants Kamiko. Kamiko really wants to go after like Stormfront, basically. And then Butcher's just. I don't know, sometimes I don't know what Butcher's doing. I mean, he's trying to find Becca, but after that, he's just kind of. I mean, he's just being Butcher. He's just doing stuff. So he's just he's just butchering. But I think, but I think all the characters have have pretty decent arcs. I mean, Huey, at least early on, is like very determined to like be the leader, and then he's not, but he still is like trying him. to be the leader. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I see what you mean. That yeah, I, so I do agree. I, I think there's a common misconception that like people don't like to be this rude. I love it because I feel like if you're gonna have a discussion, what's the point in everyone just agreeing? I'd love for someone to go, no, that's mm-hmm. I have this viewpoint. It's just it's interesting. So I do yeah. actually. I do think you're right, actually, about uh, the goals, about they all do have the goals, but I just feel like that wasn't worked into the, the narrative as, as best as it could have been, like, into the plot, if, that, if you kind of get where I'm going. That's, um, that's fair. I mean, I'd say... Yeah. Like the, I'd say definitely the pacing of it is kind of off a little bit, too. Like yeah. Like how it's spread out, but... I'm with you there. The, the, the weird parts I liked about season two, it's just, I just feel like it... Like I said, in compared to season one, it was just quite lackluster. Like, Homelander's my fave. I'm a sucker for a psycho character. It's just, it's a thing. Let, let's not shame. Um, <laughs> so season one, he was, like, really menacing and, like, but also charming. I thought it was this, like, really interesting. Missing Anthony Starr is a phenomenal actor. Um, and especially in season one, I thought he really was amazing. Season two, I just felt like Homelander was, I think I said this to you before, a bit of a wet blanket. He wasn't really me- as menacing as he was in season one. To me, at least. If, if yeah, I was going to say, yeah. can you Americanify that word for me? <laughs> Wet blanket. Um, I don't know if it's just like a, a scouse thing, but basically just kind of like just a bit shit, a bit bland, basically. I just thought okay. there was like, <laughs> th- there were scenes where I was like, oh my God, yeah, we're back to home on, we're back to this menacing kind of scary guy. And I was like, this is, but with the mix of charm. And I was like, so this is kind of what I liked. And I wanted more of that. 
And I thought we were going to get like a more unhinged one. And it just seemed like he was so easily like manipulated and, and put down by everyone. And I was like, mate, you think you're a god? You think you're better than everyone? Like, show them, do something. And he didn't. Yeah, no, he was definitely like, he was definitely easily, he seemed to be like easily controlled, but not in the same way as it was done. Because like season one, I think when they showed scenes where he was being controlled, it was done very well with like Madeline yeah. Stowell. And I think the way that like they tried to do it in season two, like, I mean, it still worked, but I feel like Stillwell did a much, like, they did a much better job showing how, like, Stillwell could control Homelander than, like, anyone else, like, trying to control yeah. him. Control him. Um, like, yeah, just, no, definitely. He went, like, he, and, would, he would flip back and forth between being, like, super erratic to, like, super controlled again to, like, super erratic. He's just, like, bouncing all over the place. Like, it doesn't right. Yeah. taste right. I like in season 10, though, uh, Season ten, I like. You know, so we don't. Send me the DVD. Uh, Send me the DVD. It's got a source. I plead the fifth. Amazon and I have been talking. I feel like in the season finale for season two, uh, we got to see more of that, like uh, almost like uh, at Vaught World. I feel like we saw m- more of that Homelander that cared about his son who was having a panic attack, but also. We saw him talking to the fans, and, you know, he does love that. And we see that yeah. in season one. But I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, yeah, a lot changed. Yeah, I mean, a I, lot of a lot of his scenes, like, he doesn't, now that I think about it, he doesn't really talk to the crowd much in season two, does he? Because no. in season one, he talks to them a bunch, and I think that's what makes his character, like, makes you love him and hate him, because he's so good at it. But yeah. you're also like, oh, this guy's so full of garbage. Like, Right. Like, there was no times where he was actually charming. Right. Yeah, it, it, I think it takes away from the character a little. Yeah, and I just want to stress we're not we're not shitting on Anthony Starr. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, it's just purely on like just sometimes it would have been better. He should have gotten an Emmy. I'm really surprised what? he didn't get one for production design. I will. I think the production de- design of this show oh, is yeah. phenomenal. Like I'm just like they were robbed, absolutely right. robbed of production design. See everyone, I do say nice things about season two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to. But yeah, no. Every, I think I think a lot of people in season two did do a phenomenal job. Um, I think Aya Cash. She's. I think she is very underrated. Um, and I just want to stress, me and Aya Cash have spoken at length about season two, about my viewpoints, her viewpoints. And she is absolutely lovely. Um, you know, and it's interesting to get her take on things. And I still think she did an amazing job, especially given the character and how much of a piece of fit that character is. Yeah. Hey, let's move subjects before someone starts mass reporting me again. <laughs> we won't let that happen. We won't. No, don't worry. No one's going to mass report you. Oh my gosh. Let's move subject. Oh, um, that's fantastic. So, yeah, I feel like that Homelander uh, switch was quite sudden, but such a good performance from Tony Starr. Throughout the, yeah. especially in the season finale. I keep talking about the season finale, yes. but. I really can't talk about it enough. Oh, I love the season finale. When he's like laughing and kind of like going really unhinged when like Ryan's refusing to come, I thought, yeah, this is what oh. I wanted to see. Give me more of that. I want that yeah. Homelander. It's so complex. Like, yeah. he's not just being a bully. Like, he's just messed up in the head. Yeah, and I also think to him, Homelander, like, not, not Homelander, sorry, for Homelander, having Butcher, who's like nothing to him, he's just, he's, he's ordinary human being in the way of his son and also having that power over him. I think Anthony just did amazing with that scene. 
Yeah, that scene is it's so good. Like it's so it's so gripping because I think every character there, it's just like it emotionally pulls you because Antony's like or Homelander, like he's starting to completely lose his mind because at this point, like his lover's dead now. Um, and then Butcher's losing his mind because Becca's dead. And then Homelander, he's like trying to get Ryan to like come over to him. And I think it's so powerful how Ryan like walks over to Butcher instead. Yes. And then and then also where um Homelander, like he kind of has that conversation with Butcher. He's like, Are you really gonna like let this kid be with you? Like he literally just murdered your wife. And I think that's kind of like the change in Butcher's character because I feel like maybe season one Butcher would have tried to kill Ryan, but season two oh, yeah. Butcher is like, no, I promised to Becca, like, I'm going to take care of this kid. And Homelander's just like, all right, fine, have it your way. And that scene is so good, and it's so amazing, right until Maeve so, shows up. And then it's just like, oh, dude, he, yeah. was, he was close yeah, to killing why? Ryan. He was close. But that was the cop-out. I guess they had to put, they had to do something to cop it out because otherwise, I mean, Butcher would have died, right? I mean, they would have the had to have that. Wait, what was the cop-out? Maeve showing up with the phone. Oh, and being yeah. like, yeah. you're not going to tell anybody anything. Or something. I, I, I like Maeve, but at that point, I think I rolled my eyes too hard. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. I was like, another blackmail point, really. Season two ending in general, I absolutely loved it because like episode eight, because I really respect what they did in terms of like all of the fan service stuff that they did at the very end, because they could have very easily just like cut the camera as soon as Homelander does like the we are your heroes like conference thing. Like they could have just cut it like that would have been a fine way to end it. But then they have like all like the extra stuff after um, the fan service. Yeah, like all that stuff that I really love. So actually, this is going to surprise a few people but for the most part i enjoyed the season two finale which a lot of people probably don't bloody expect but i did up until the stuff with i think in the the bit you know where the car flips over and stuff i was like okay that's where it kind of lost me but everything up until then i was really really engaged with i kind of expected it to be homelander to be flying down i would have preferred that rather than stormfront to have that confrontation with becca because i feel like she was robbed of that you know, this guy tortured her, hurt her and all this, and I kind of would have wished we'd have had something, even if it meant she'd have still died in the end, which I'm still upset about. But I feel like that would have just been a lot better for the scenes, and I think Chantel's an incredible actor, Anthony's an incredible actor. Together, they're both amazing. I'd have loved to have seen that. That's true. You get, you don't really get a final, like, major interaction between Becca and Homelander, and no. I kind of do agree with you that that would have been better, because, like, Stormfront shows up, and, like, from, like, just, like, a plot standpoint it's kind of almost like why but i think they yeah. just made her show up instead because they they had to kill her there i think it's also powerful and i'm very curious if this comes up later in the um later down the line in the show probably not season three but maybe more towards the end of the show is stormfront um she says a line to homelander about like you know i don't break easy and then ryan absolutely disintegrates her and I think that's a testament to how powerful Ryan is. And I would be really yeah. shocked if that never comes up again. Because my like prediction for like the end of the show is I think he's gonna be the one that like takes out Homelander, like in the very end. Hopefully not season three, but just like way down the line. I think he might be the one that does it. Yeah, no. Wait. I'd like that. No, I I'd like that. I think I think it deviate from the obviously what we know the comic ending is i think i prefer that because i'll be honest the the stuff in the comic i'm going to be really vague because in case of spoilers um for people not 
show spoilers, but comic spoilers. Um, the whole thing with Homelander and I say another character we shall not name for spoiler reasons. Um, I kind of felt like that was a bit of a cop out. That whole secret plot. I would have preferred something a bit more. It might have just been because the comic was ending, but I just would have liked a bit more. And I feel like Ryan will really fill that, and he'll expand that a lot more. And I think that's so much more interesting. He'll yeah. expand the uh, just the story as a whole. You mean? Yeah, and that whole plot point of um, the character with Homelander in the Oval Office. Almost like an invincible dynamic. Yeah. Have you seen that show? I fucking love Invincible. It's so oh, good. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I have another meme page for that show too. But oh, um, follow it. Oh, yeah, awesome. Uh, the at is omni.man.memes, omni.man.memes on Instagram. Everybody go follow it. <laughs> Please, uh, go follow it now. Shameless self-plug. Follow me <laughs> while you're at it. And funny too. Follow all of us. You gotta follow uh, all four accounts. So, but the comparison I'm making, you know, they could train Homelander's son to be the ultimate weapon to kill Homelander. Yeah, that would be so cool. Right, because, be... yeah, we have a good-hearted hero and a bad one, and they're related. Jeez, that would be, like, invincible. Yeah, because that's what, that's what Kripke said he was doing with season two, wasn't it? He said he wanted to treat, like, a, either Ryan's going to be, like, the next Jesus Christ or the next devil. That's what he said he was doing in season right. two, and I don't know about you, but for me, I just felt like that, that wasn't shown at all. I thought, yeah, we had, like, a few scenes with Homelander and Ryan, but nothing really to put that struggle on Ryan or on Homelander and Becca to kind of guide him in their particular ways. Right. I mean, cool. it's, it's there, but it's, like, it's never addressed. Because we all yes. know, like, if Homelander took the kid, he'd probably... We even saw in those few st- scenes with Homelander and Stormfront, like, yeah. they were trying to indoctrinate him. Base- well, Stormfront was with the, you know... Yeah, that, that situation, was Homelander was the better parent. Shock. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is shock. Yeah. See, f- for me, I was, I kind of assumed with Ryan, um, they fell into the trap, which a lot of TV shows do. The kind of, you know, it, it's, it's just a trope that I've seen with many TV shows, which is like a, oh crap, we've got this secret ch- child and that we've put in the show, or that shouldn't have been here. So, really great plot is, but what do we do after that? And they kind of fall short. Examples off the top of my head, I'm not sure if any of you watched the Buffy spin off Angel. Um, any of you watched that? Mm, I don't well, think it, it, so. good show. What's Buffy and Angel? Very good show. Um, basically, Angel's a vampire with a soul. It's his whole thing, but he ends up having a baby, which is obviously unheard of. And instead of actually exploring that, they literally send the baby off into a hell dimension, and he comes back an episode later, aged up eighteen years, just because they didn't know what to do with him. And same with like, it happens in so many TV shows. Um, don't judge me, but the CW as well. I don't really watch the CW, but they did that with the originals. I'm told they even did it a little bit in Banshee. You know, Lucas Hood had a secret kid, and apparently he was staying in Banshee to be with it, and I don't think he did. Um, but it just—it's just something TV shows do quite a lot of. We've got this kid shock surprise here, and then oh crap, what do we do with them? So they just send them away in some way or form. I'd be disappointed. I, I know you can't talk about it, but I, I personally would be disappointed if uh, Ryan ended up staying in like witness protection program the entire season three and was never really maybe just mentioned a few times. That would disappoint me, but I wouldn't be surprised. But disappointed. I'll talk so Vod HQ doesn't have to address that one. Um, <laughs> I'm just staying quiet. I'm yeah. just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, from like a standpoint, yeah, that'd be kind of lame. I mean, unless they're like slowly building him up for like the long term where like he comes out um, like at the very end or something. But yeah, that'd be kind of lame to just like shove his character away, I guess. But I don't know. Um, right. We'll, we'll see what happens. But 
it's gonna be quiet that is crazy though i'm i'm hyped for like a season three like trailer though like whenever that comes out like that's gonna be that's gonna be so fun because i love trailers anyway then obviously no, like, I'm saying. get to then make the i always love how they cut them too like just like the small things they do like always fascinate me like i love um i'm assuming did you watch both the season did you guys watch both the season two trailers that came out or all three technically because there were three yeah, I was like living for any new sort of thing. I was like, as soon as it came out, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the way they cut them is like so cool. Like they kind of make stuff happen that like doesn't happen. Like they'll like stitch dialogue, like they'll stitch character dialogue lines together. Like they make um, Butcher say like in the opening line of one of the trailer, he's like, all right, like this is a miss. You know, we're the most wanted lads in the country, yada, yada, yada. And then he says, and right now we're in a little bit of trouble. But in the actual scene, like in the show, like he doesn't say that. Like he says, you know, we're the most wanted lads in the country, but don't you worry, daddy's home. And he doesn't say the we're in a little bit of trouble line until episode five when he's talking about Black Noir. But they stitch yeah. that line in. And it's just like little stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Um, no, I'm with, then, I'm, I'm with, yeah. And then they cut the scene where, um, like the storm drain scene where they have Starlight like walking up to Huey. And then in the trailer, they say, you know, they have Homelander go, all right, put your hands in the air like you just don't care. Kill him. And then they cut to the scene where she blasts him across the wall. But in reality, in the show, it's the reverse order. Yeah, that is very cool. And then um, one other thing is I noticed, um, like, they have a scene in the final trailer as well where she blows where, you know, the scene where, um, like, the shed blows up when the boys are fighting Stormfront. Like, Stormfront blows up the, the shed with the car with the RPG and it's our only chance and all that nonsense. Yeah. Um, in the trailer, they cut it to make it look like Starlight blows it up because they have her hand, yeah. like, go out. And I noticed, like, watching that in slow motion, they actually changed, like, for the purpose of the trailer... They changed her palm light. It's just like one of those cool like editing things, I guess. They changed her palm light to be orange instead of white. So that ah. when she blasts, it blends with like the explosion of like the like the shed going off. And I was like, oh, that's huh. so cool. I didn't even notice that actually. That's really cool. Yeah. There's little there's little things they do like that and like yeah. sound effects and stuff that make like such a big difference when it comes to like how stuff is like cut and seen and yeah. everything. Like I, I love the Huey where he screams and it matches up perfectly with the song. I thought that was really clever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm obviously not going to comment on anything, but what are you guys hoping that happens in season three? Um, well, obviously, you know the main thing I would say, but I'm trying to think of other yeah. things that wouldn't be obvious. Um, if the deep died, okay. that'd, be, that'd be pretty sick. Um, if the deep died, sorry. If the deep died, that'd be pretty sick. I'd be down for that. Um, Maybe if I'd like to see, maybe I think because overall, like I want to see, okay, I want to have a scene where Starlight um, fights Victoria Newman because I think that's Ooh. set up like perfectly as far as the plot line goes. Because I know, and apparently from reading Kripke's interviews, he's like full of crap because what he said about season two was basically completely wrong. So there's that. But he did apparently say in an IGN interview that Victoria Newman's one weakness is that. Her one caveat is that she has to look at somebody before she blows them up. Like, that's why in the courtroom, she's, like, looking at each individual person, and then their head explodes. And so, apparently, like, that's her, like, weakness. And I think oh, it would actually, be super cool. Yeah. yeah, what's up? On that, um, how the fuck did she kill Raina, then? She was on a, she was on a newscast. 
but see, Reina still got exploded. See, that's the thing Homeland and I talked about. We don't, we don't know. It's a plot hole, right? Flex tape it. I don't know. Uh-huh. We'll figure it out. Pre-recorded. Um, Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll edit it in. She's like in the corner somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but it's... Um, but, but she has that line. And like her whole gimmick is... Like Starlight's whole gimmick is like, I'll burn your eyes out. And really, they actually don't use that much. And they almost seem to forget about that specific part of her power. Like she blasts people, but they, they almost just like completely forget that she can blind people like huey's never blinded by her even though he should be honestly um, it's, yeah. it's like we use it more in the comics yeah, yeah i was gonna say that yeah she doesn't blind anybody she just blasts people and it's like okay cool and then she punches people a lot like i don't know what's going on with that but that's fine i guess um so yeah but outside of that you know obviously my main answer would be like obviously having like starlight and huey do like fun stuff because like i loved in season two no i think um it was fun like in season two like how they had some scenes together where like it was just them right and like they were just like chilling and like butcher didn't show up and like a train didn't like come in like episode four it's just like like i don't know like they just have chill scenes like i think the show needs something like that but i know a ton of people disagree with me on that so i know i'm in the minority with that but I don't know. I just want to see, like, for them specifically, them, like, just kind of progress and have more, like, Aaron said, like, I think because it was my question she answered, like, just more, like, dark humor and just them just, like, being fun with each other, like, just kind of being normal and not like, oh, do you love me? Because I don't know if I love you yet because I'm still with Vaught. And it's like, you know, like, we're we're past that. But it, it seems like season three, we're just going to go right back to that with somebody else, which... No spoilers. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can mention him. Like, we can mention Oh, him. yeah, true, yeah. Because he's already... They've already said, haven't they, officially, so... Yeah. 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 Um, it's interesting thing about um, Starlight not using her powers to burn someone's eyes. Or, or she keeps saying, this isn't a show spoiler. I want to stress this is just comic spoiler. Don't know if it's happened in the show um, at all. But in, in the comic, I think it's A-Train. She actually does burn yeah. his eyes, I think. Is, that, is, it, is it A-Train? Yeah. 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 So I think it'd be cool to see her do that. That would actually be fucking cool. Yeah. She should have done on Stormfront. Yeah. Oh, yes. She can absorb power. Electricity. The, just throwing that out there. The only thing that somebody did mention on Reddit, and it's a good counterpoint, I guess, is that they said that just because a sponge can absorb water, it doesn't mean that it can absorb the ocean. And the argument is that Stormfront puts out so much power to the point that Starlight wouldn't be able to absorb it because it's too much. And so that the better option would just be to not do that. But if that's the case, then they should have like showcased that then. Like that would have been cool. Like right. if that's the gimmick they were going to go with. Like maybe they have a scene like, okay, like picture this, like Stormfront shoots her lightning at Starlight and Starlight starts like soaking it up and maybe her skin like starts glowing yellow and maybe like she actually starts screaming because she can't absorb it all. And then that's when right. Maeve comes in and like punches Stormfront and like basically makes her stop. And then, so, like, they kind of, like, address that point of, like, hey, she tried. Yeah. It didn't work. Like, I think that would have been cool. But I don't know. Yeah. I like that. Good idea. And uh, also, how did Maeve get to the woods? In- teleport. <laughs> she, teleport? Uh, she has temporary teleportation powers. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. It's just me bullshit. <laughs> not a spoiler. Not official Amazon spoiler. 
You, you, honestly, you should, you should start doing that as a troll on your page. Just post random stupid stuff that obviously, and just put, this is not a spoiler. This is not owned by the cast. Just put, yes, Queen Maeve has teleportation powers. Not a spoiler. No, honestly, I'll get, people will kick off at me for that. I get so much shit, even if I do post something funny or like sarcastic. I get like, see, you don't know anything. I'm like, I don't care. Like, just, just have fun. See, you know what I think it is, though? You know what I, what I really think it is, is like, when you see something written out versus like talking to somebody, the way that you can like yeah, interpret yeah. it is extremely different. So I think maybe it's like when people see like stuff that like you type or like stuff that I type or stuff that like anybody types and they kind of read it. It's like if you're having a conversation with somebody, like let's say you're like talking to somebody and they're like, oh, you know, I'm really sorry or whatever. And you just type back, you're like, okay, sure. Like that seems like really sarcastic yeah. like, being an a-hole. Like, yeah, like you're not sorry. But in talking, you could be like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, like, no problem. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do say I'm, I'm too sarcastic for my own good. <laughs> no, seriously, though, online, though, I, I can be far too sarcastic and too dry for my own good. Um, so I'm with you about the how people read online to how it's actually the aim behind it. So, so I'm curious because, like, there's, like, that thing where it's, like, where it's, like, you build up this image of some in your head or based off like how they sound before you listen to the podcast how did you picture like homelander and i in terms of like how we sounded like it just i guess looks in general too but like did you hear the voice and was like whoa that's not what i thought yeah i think i think with yours i think because i think i've edited your eyes listen go whoa was your voice that deep or did you lose i think i said did you use a software and you were like no no it's just that's my yeah. voice and i was just like whoa i just didn't expect that yeah yeah i thought it was 12. Yeah, well, Homelander, I didn't expect you to sound so so chilled out. I was like, this is this is throwing me. I didn't expect this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking? I don't know. I just I felt I felt maybe like I, I would have switched it. Like I would have had yeah, just you two kind of switch and roll. That's kind of generally yeah. what I would have thought. Yeah. So like very surprised. I think. Yeah. So I was gonna say because I think with yours, like, don't think this is the wrong way, but with your voice, like, it's yours okay. is like very, like, it's like very, like, innocent and almost like, like, really like soft, and I feel like it doesn't match the like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I feel like because yeah, on my account, I'm like obviously I've said I'm, I'm sarcastic and dry, and it can be too blunt. That's I I am online. I'm just like yeah, whatever. When season three coming? I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, like when's the trailer like, coming? That, I'm like I'm like oh okay. I'm like I don't know. I'll just put 2020. Or someone goes, why is it taking so long? And I'm like, we're in a pandemic. See, is that part of like <laughs> that's part of British culture though too, isn't it? Where yeah, it's like you're like more sarcastic, and that's not a thing that I mean ours. I mean sarcasm exists and like everyone knows what it is but i think that's like a specific part of like british culture where it's like you guys are like a little bit more like overly in on it yeah maybe? especially like particularly where i'm from and we've, we're just we're, we're very honest we're very kind of giving people and um just more just kind of chilling we're kind of like a um, bit of like dark humor as well so um, yeah. I, i'm very sarcastic and i'm very blunt because i'll just i'll just say it how it is and online it doesn't what you say about my voice i'm different a lot, especially online, I think as well. I'm a lot more reserved on my profile. Like I don't post really anything much about myself except that I love Liverpool. Um, mm. So I just, I, and that's that's done on purpose. Um, I just don't want to put too much of myself out there. Um, it may be why I might come off colder online. I don't know, but maybe. <laughs> See, for me, for me, that's definitely changed because I used to be the same way as you. Like back when I first like joined the fan, and like I didn't even want to like voice chat with anybody. Like like someone yeah. like I remember the old like Vot Plus account. 
like he like originally like wanted to VC and I was like, mm. and I think how like I slowly got comfortable with it and slowly got in is like, I was teaching, I was like teaching him how to edit and he sent me a video and like, that was the first time I heard his voice. And like, he sent me like a, like a video recording of like him, like asking a question. And that's when I was like, okay, you know, like whatever. So then I sent like a, like a voice recording, like back and was like, okay, like this is what you do. He's like, okay, cool. And then that led to us like voice chatting. And then that led to me being in the discord server. And then eventually one day, like Homelander was on. So I talked to him and I think just overall, I have gotten more like comfortable and like chill with it. Like, you know, I'm still like very aware of like what what I post, but at the same time, like I kind of want to be a little bit more like I don't know. Like I think it's cool to like show, and everyone views this very differently. I think it's cool yeah. to show like a little bit of side from yourself that's not just because I think what happens um, is like if you only show like if my page was like just like the boys edits and that's all I did and that's all I ever talked about people would just view me as the boys edits guy like I would want yeah. people to like look at like my account and be like oh yeah that's a pretty chill guy and he also makes edits I think what has happened is I think people are like oh yeah that's the guy who's super obsessed with starlight and he also makes edits <laughs> and he does other things I think that's what's happened but not a bad thing now that's yeah no that's a good thing yeah it's like personalization. It's I, cool. I remember I had an account that like followed me like not too long ago. And when they first started seeing Starlight stuff, they would uh, tag me in it. Like if they saw a post someone made and it was a Starlight thing, they would at me in the in the like comments. And I'm like, this is in goals right here. It's just people to find Starlight stuff and be like, VP hasn't saw this yet. He'll love it and just at me in it. I like that. That's really cool. That's, that's yeah. the invitation to anybody listening, by the way. If you see a cool Starlight post that haven't left a like on it, at me in it. I might yeah, regret see- asking that. But I, I did start to kind of show a little bit more himself. I'm, I think people would be surprised, especially with you know me and you. We, we do talk quite a little bit over DMs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm quite a chill person, and I don't think people really know that. And I'm like, no, I am. Just you know, I'm just I'm also very reserved. So for me, that that's why I'm very anxious. And I think for me, I did kind of start to show a bit of myself um, yeah. in certain ways, and then stuff happens. I won't go into it if you don't want, but stuff happened. And then I was like, oh, never mind. We won't do that. So you, mean, just, you mean with like being reserved and like more like cold and then something happened and then that you know you're just kind of like a little bit more like chill pretty much no, kind of the opposite like i try to like um be a bit more kind of open and friendly um to, to quite you know not, not everyone because that's just weird um yeah. but yeah. Like, like in a general thing but like you know people who I spoke to and things like that or like if people message me instead of me like not really recognizing it i kind of try and put myself out there a little bit and then it kind of changed when i got the season three cap and then i was like oh okay never mind we'll go back to just not really doing anything so that's yeah yeah. so i was just like yeah maybe not because then i got a bit worried about obviously but you know i'm a very chill person just tag me in stupid stuff i love puns i'm i'm quite a simple person yeah i know what you mean just uh yeah possibly expressing yourself and you know opinions about something and getting backlash and it kind of makes you think twice yeah exactly that see I think, like, for me in general, too, because obviously, like, Starlight's always been my favorite character, and people knew I liked Huey and Annie, but I was never, like, aggressively, like, posted about, like, Starlight so much on my feed and stuff, and I kind of just slowly started doing it more and more, and then I slowly just kind of started to find humor with it, and I've kind of, like, I've kind of gotten to the point now where, like, 
I'm very aware that it'll come off as cringe, and I'm very so aware fiery. Also that, like, Hilarious. behind the scenes, like, people are probably like, oh, this guy's such an idiot. But it's, like, at the same time, like, I don't really care. Like, what are you going to, like, what are you possibly going to say that I haven't already heard? Or that's, like, yeah, like I just don't care. Like, I'm, I'm just having fun. Like, if, you know, if someone, like, I don't know. That's just the way I view it. Like, I'm just having fun with it, so... Yeah, exactly. Just have fun too. Yeah, I I think um, what I love about your account and Homelanders, and even like things like butcher butcher memes, I love that there's not really a competitive thing. So I think you know we're all here, we're all enjoying the same show. Let's just let's just enjoy it. Let's just support each other rather than trying to compete with. Oh well, I've got this and this happened to me. Just just enjoy it. That that that's just kind of my whole thing with it. Right. But it's like when we're saying about showing more of yourself on your account. It's like what I was saying about the Rick Rolling thing. I thought, oh, that'd be funny. You know, people might go, oh, that's a bit daft. And I thought it would just might make someone smile. And then it, I was really surprised at like all like the hate from it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just tried to have fun. And I think maybe, I think maybe what happened with that is like a lot of people, I think, view your account as like because you're not very open, they view your account as just a place to get like the boys like news and stuff. Yeah. They they can make assumptions. They can make yeah, assumptions definitely. Really easily. Like like, oh, like I'm just here to like follow her for like news or whatever and everything that like this account posts is like very serious. So when it's not, it's like I think like some people just probably took it the wrong way and was like, oh like I wouldn't expect oh, yeah, this definitely. from that account. So that's why I tried to kind of once I started like opening up more to try to make that transition to like be more yeah. like goofy. So that way, like it doesn't just like hit people really weird in like two years. If I just like suddenly flip right. and it's just like, you know, it, just try it. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, yeah, definitely. You're always going to have people that hate you no matter what. So, Oh yeah. I know that. Like, I know that I'm just, I always say it's an Instagram account. I'm not going to let it affect me personally. I'm just here to post. If you don't like it, the unfollow button's right there. I won't feel offended. Go ahead. <laughs> right. And anyway, it's it's a show. It's very mature themes. If you if you get offended, it's just right. right I don't know. Exactly. Just look at something else. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but um, I know this isn't the boys. But like speaking of like mature shows, I've recently got really into him. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And if people oh, think yeah. the boys are bad, oh my god, they are the worst people in the world. But it is so funny, and I love that kind of humor. So. Season one of that show, I've like I've watched it in the past, and like there's no way that season one of that show would have been able to air right now as a brand new show. There's no way. It's so yeah, like, it's not... some of the humor in there is so bad. It's like I'm like, oh my gosh. It gets Family worse. Guy though. I mean Family Guy, South Park. Yeah. True. There there is a handful of shows that cross the line. But like I think because this one's like a live action one, it's not you they can't hide behind like, you know, animated. It's yeah. and same with the boys. Same with the boys in that respect. It's I feel like it's mm. got more of that because you can't like distance yourself from it because it's animated. So right. give that a watch if you're missing some um I don't really want like just really shitty people who make bad decisions. Give that a watch. Yeah. Yeah, that show's hilarious. I've definitely I've seen a good bit of it. I haven't finished it. Is it, it is it good from start to finish? I'm on, I've only just started watching, but I'm on season seven now. I binge fast. Um, How many seasons and, are there? Uh, I think there's 12, maybe 14. And I think they've just got renewed for like four more in one. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's going to be for a while. But th- when you said season one is bad, it gets so much worse. There's times yeah. where I've had to like pause, pause Netflix and just go, oh my God, I need, I need a second. Yeah, it's, it's so good. If you, if you like the boys kind of like 
alternative kind of out there riskiness it, you will like that yeah Den dennis and mac like those two the way those two constantly <sighs> get in like spats is hilarious and then d will try to like join in their arguments like that just that whole dynamic and then well i guess i won't spoil it because there's, there's somebody who's not there in the very beginning so oh, i know what you mean and i agree yeah. oh my <laughs> gosh it it's hilarious <laughs> Oh my I'm just God. thinking of some things flashing through my head, and it's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad, but it's so funny. It's such a good show. <laughs> you should watch it, Homelander. It's really good. I think I'm gonna now. I've been thinking about it for it a while. It would definitely go along your line of humor. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> People who aren't easily offended should not watch that show. I'm excited. What do you want from season three, Homelander? I don't think we asked you. Oh yeah, so we just got into like <laughs> we just completely skipped past that. We're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to cut this podcast in three parts. We have Imagine. Um, I, I definitely want to see more of uh, Butcher descending into madness. I want to see um, Homelander. I want things to be more morally gray again. Yeah. I, I don't want to see Homelander just doing fuck shit for the sake of doing it. Unless his character, you know, shows us devolving into that type of character. I don't know. I, I almost want, like, not a redemption, obviously. I don't I don't think he's very redeemable, but I'd like to see more of that inner conflict in him. Yeah. And I, I want to see more triggering events that make him descend into into what he becomes in the comics. I think that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah. So what characters are you most excited to see um, for season three for the ones that have been announced? Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I meant new ones. I know yours is supersonic. No. Soldier Boy. <laughs> yes. Cool. Definitely Soldier Boy. Oh man, do I do, do I get on about Supersonic right now? Do we do this? <laughs> I mean, if you're so excited to see him, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, this guy. This is this is okay. I'll try to keep this short. I also know Vod HQ cannot comment because she already knows what happened. So maybe maybe I'm ranting for absolutely nothing, and then we'll look back on this in like a year and a half and just think this is hilarious <laughs> that I let this guy bother me so much. I actually pulled um story archives or like old post that i made back in october where i was complaining about this guy so this has been going on for like nine months so far yeah here's my problem with his character right so for people who do not know um in season three they're bringing a guy spoiler? well no i mean like everyone knows like he's already been announced like amazon official like the vault news network thing they already talked about him like he's official he's part of the show and they announced a casting announcement months ago as well yeah like so you know the vaught news network stuff that they've been doing once a month where like they do like a news show that's canon to like the show yeah yeah they revealed him. he was he was in the last episode of it so like he's it's completely official um they supersonic is basically a drummer boy and his main role well not his main role but one of the things that's like comes with this character is that he used to date Starlight. Starlight mentions him in season one when they do like the teen roundtable circle, where she's like, "Yeah, I used to date somebody, you know, um, you know, he was a drummer boy, whatever." And then during the Vought News Network thing, they just came out with two weeks ago. Um, they make a comment and they say, "You know, Supersonic's back. You know, there's questions about will his thing with Starlight reconnect." So they're obviously teasing that that's a possibility. Here's my problem with this, is that while I understand that maybe they need to test Huey and Annie's arc a little bit more and see what happens if you bring in a third guy, I don't think anybody wants this. I don't think anybody asks for it. And here's why. Because the people who don't like Huey and Annie's scenes, and I think Homelander, you can agree with me on this one because you don't really like their scenes, is that 
they take up too much screen time. That's the, these are the complaints I get. They take up too much screen time and it's too much relationship back and forth stuff. They need to get over it already or like make this become the CW. Would you, would you agree with that? Omander? What was that last part? That they basically like this stuff belongs in the CW. Like it doesn't belong in the boys, like the relationship right. back and forth. I, exactly. I would agree. I would. So my issue is that if you're going to bring in a guy who is now going to, after Hugh and Annie have been through everything, season one and two, you're now going to bring this guy in and throw in another curveball to like disrupt it again. It doesn't make any sense because all it does is it wastes screen time with this, with this guy and like stirring up a love triangle. And it makes the Huey Annie people mad because you're taking away screen time that could be Huey and Annie that now has to be wasted with like this other guy like coming in. And ultimately, I think it's just a waste of screen time. It doesn't make sense. And I think my other big problem with it too is that if you were going to do this, if you're going to do this with Supersonic where you're going to make him have a serious relationship with Starlight or cause like some serious friction with her and Huey, why would you include the scene at the very end of season two that we've already talked about that they did not have to do that was fan service where basically Huey and Annie for all intents and purposes, they both basically look at the camera and say, yeah, we love each other. We both need each other. We're not going to leave each other. You know, oh, I'm still going to cling on to you. Yada, yada, yada. Why would you do that? Why would you add that in? If the very next season, you're just going to curveball it and wreck it. It makes no sense to me. It's literally, I, I don't get it. Like the only way that his character being a relationship plot wreck for Starlight and Huey makes any sense at all is if this is part of Homelander's game to get back at Starlight and he forces her into a relationship with Supersonic for Vought PR reasons, but outside of that, she's still with Huey and Huey knows that and they're still together, but for the cameras, she's with Supersonic. That's the only way I'm okay with it. Other than that, it's just, I think if it actually ruins what they have and they're not together by the end of season three, especially because of Supersonic, I'm just going to be really upset. I think it's just a complete... I don't know. I'd be really mad. Right. Anyway, that's my rant. That's my rant for the day. No, it's definitely... I can see where you're coming from with it. Even from someone who doesn't care for Huey Annie, I, I, can, I can definitely see being about not letting it become the CW. Yeah. Right. Is it possible to ask Vaught HQ what she wants for season three, even though she already knows... I don't think it's possible to ask that question. No. I don't think I've... I, I don't... I'm not... Generally, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say anything about season three. Okay. Other than, like, what's officially... Oh been done okay i got a question for you then that isn't like season three well can you because we could talk about the boys spinoff right because you don't know anything about that right i only know when it's filming that's okay, it so really you, but you the, the cast said that yeah the, the cast said that really so so you not... don't know any plot so i guess i can ask you then because that's coming down the pipeline <laughs> i can't yeah. ask you about season three but i can ask you about this <laughs> um what what would you want from like the boys spinoff and like how would you want it to connect to the boys like pretty closely or would you want it to be like its own like completely separate thing where like it's not really related except for in like name and like slight references yeah i don't think i'd want like a like a direct spinoff i feel like maybe some references yeah i mean it's this is already in the casting release so this isn't anything that i'm spoiling i think amazon's already released this um one of the characters i think it, it, it says she's the daughter of like a famous soup so i think that'd be really interesting to see if Again, I don't know, I just want to stress that, if that soup is in the boys' kind of universe already, like if we've already seen them on screen or if we will in the future. Um, I'm just really excited for that one, I think, more you- so than season three, because I think that's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be 
I think it really make or break the boys universe. It could either be too edgy or like, you know, to the way I'm doing stuff for the sake of doing it. But it could actually be Yeah, exactly. Could either be two CW or just too That's why I'm scared. That's what I'm scared yeah. of. I don't think it will be. The premise doesn't sound exciting to me personally, like a bunch of just like like yeah. an R-rated show about like college soups. Um, but one one quick side note: you mentioned a soup baby. So uh, did Huey and Annie have a kid? Question mark. I'm just saying. End I don't the, know. Into the don't show. Into the boys. They have a kid. He's in the spinoff. That's perfect. Amazon, write it, write it in. Make the call to Crypto. They're gonna I do it. Know. And give me give me royalties for that. I'll send you the my account information. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Um, no, um, also, no, it's, I think one of the characters cast, I think it said in the press release something like, she, I think it might have been Emma, I'm not too sure, um, that she's has a link to a famous soup. Like, she's like their daughter or something. So she's like going off to college or whatever it is from whatever the plot is. Again, I want to stress, I don't know. Um, but I feel like it could, I think it's got the bones to be good. I feel like the cast is really interesting. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I did see something online ages ago. I'm not sure how true this is, um, that like one of the Jonas Brothers was attached at one point to play one of the one of the characters. But I'm not sure how true that was. It was just I saw it online somewhere, like called Golden Shot or something. I'll have to find the the link and send it to you. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a really interesting take if they do it right. They said it's kind of like a Hunger Games meets the boys kind of thing. And I just hope it's not like, what you call it, like just too much like, oh, well, they're in college, so they're just going to get drunk and have sex, and that's all it's going to be. But they've got superpowers. I just, I'd like something with a bit more. That's what I think it's going to be, and that's what I'm worried yeah, about. Yeah, same. Uh, same. That, that's yeah. kind of what I think. But I hope it isn't. I hope it's going to be good. I'm, I'll give it a chance. I, I, I don't mind that, because it's, it's a new show, and I feel like it could be good, but we'll see. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I've actually just found it, um, just because I've um, just was good, and as I was talking about Jonas Brothers. <laughs> of all things um so it's i'll, I'll send it to you on it on the on the on the chat or whatever but yeah it says joe jonas was actually going to be or nick jonas which one one of the jonas brothers they all look the same to me um <laughs> one of them was going to be um some like kind of legacy soup or something like that like some kind of guy who was like a golden boy it is big name on campus um and apparently one yeah, one of the Jonas brothers it's saying Nick Jonas, Nick, um, was in negotiations but it didn't pan out. And I'm kinda happy about that because we don't need a Jonas brother. Sounds like a college just, homelander almost, like it like an early version, like egotistical, it, like big guy on campus kind of thing. It was yeah. powerful. Well it says it said this is on um, Illuminati, so I'm not, again I'm not sure how like you know, correct this would be. Uh, a twenty year old twenty two year old big name on campus who possesses thermonuclear power and pure charisma. That would have been Nick yeah. Jonas. It just, it just, the idea of a Jonas brother in, in the boys just doesn't, he might be great if he was, but yeah. I don't know. Well, I think it's interesting, like when you talk about like matching like actors up to their characters, I think the boys like did a great job with like the main show of, I yeah. feel like all of the actors fit their characters so well. Like I literally can't, like I can't picture anybody else playing any of those roles. I like how they use small time actors, kind of. Yeah. I mean, Carl Urban was in a lot of films, but uh, major films, but he was never really a major, major character. And they, yeah. they, even Anthony Starr, like Banshee, wasn't huge. But then, you know, they, they, they grab these stars and they, I, I think they're eventually going to become like big stars. It, it's mad. I actually had an, an ask 
saying that on it, one of the ask things I did ages ago, and someone actually said, who do you think is going to be the most successful after the boys? And I said, I, I, I thought about it, and I said, I really do think Jack Quaid. Oh, I feel like I he's, huh. yeah, I, th- I feel like he's obviously set stuff up. You know, he's, do- he's super, super busy. He's doing the boys, he's right. doing Scream, he's doing all his voiceover work, and I feel like he's really, really setting himself out there as not just an actor, but like a, a physical actor, but a voice actor as well, because that's so hard even to right. get into. So I think I think he'll be the one that will surprise people the most and be absolutely blown out, like blowing up. Yeah, and I think with him too, like I think part of like what makes Jack Quaid like really likable as well, like him as a person, like I think a lot of the actors on The Boys don't feel like celebrities to me, but I think yeah. Jack is the one that feels the least like a celebrity. Like he... I don't know. Like, I feel like you could just like chill with him and just genuinely me, talk to him about anything. Maybe. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I think Jack. Jack's like kind of got like a nerdy side to him, though. Yeah. But he's almost just like one of those people that I feel like is just like, would just be like super chill and just like genuinely talk to you about anything and like be, like, just be into it, you know? Yeah, definitely. So. Every single person I've spoken to who actually do, who are in, in, involved in the show, they all say the same thing about Jack, which is that he is absolutely wonderful and he will take the time to genuinely sit there and talk to you. Even if, like, you know, he's super busy or anything, he will a- ask your input on what do you think of Huey and, you know, anything like you could add to him or any, like, music and stuff. And I think that's really, really cool. I think that's just so nice of him. Yeah, I... I watched a uh, interview that he did because I watched like again like um, there's like people who've like uploaded their GalaxyCon like interviews with like the actors and I watched one that somebody did with Jack Quaid, um, or no they they put this one on Instagram I saw it and like this person's interaction with Jack Quaid like it felt so like genuine and pure despite the fact it's like a two minute like you're paying to talk to this person right yeah and it's on a video call so it's just like all of that nonsense so it doesn't feel organic but like yet his conversation with this guy was like so genuine and when jack asked him like hey like do you watch the boys like what do you think about huey and like his just kind of reaction like he just seemed like genuinely like really happy that the guy watched the boys and liked huey campbell like it didn't didn't come off as like fake like it genuinely felt like he was like happy how awkward would it have been if he went, did you watch The Boys? And the guy went, no. No. That would have been so awkward. He'd been like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's an actor, though. He would have figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He seems, he seems so nice. Like, like, I think if, if I had to pick somebody to talk to from The Boys, I think I'd probably pick Jack, to be honest with you. He's like, aren't you that, that side character from Hunger Games? <laughs> Was, didn't, wasn't it Marvel as well? Didn't it? I was a huge Hunger Games fan. I'm sure he was Marvel, which I think funny because superheroes. Oh, yeah. like his name was Marvel? Yeah. No. I don't remember too well. It's been it, a while. It but... was. Yeah, it was yeah. Marvel. Just done a quick Google, definitely Marvel. There's a scene in the Hunger Games too where he gets shot by an arrow, right? Because I saw someone make yeah. like a comparison between that scene and like him and the boys when he's got like the hole like in his gut and they like compare the two and they look so similar. Oh yeah. <laughs> One thing I love about the stuff in the boys is how like you know the bloody costumes and you know, how they all just look like really like destroyed looking at you whale scene. Is how like realistic it looks. Yeah, I mean, that's so I, I cool. I like like the lack of CGI. Yeah, me too. Uh, there is CGI, but it, it seems like they use a lot of like hands-on props, which I yeah. really. 
definitely. Yeah, it's almost like they use the CGI to just kind of like complement and help kind of explain like the superpowers right. aspect, but they don't rely on it to tell a story. Like they use it when they have to, when like Homelander lasers somebody, like obviously that's got to be CGI, right? Like you're not going to. That's, yeah. But that's they, part, they don't overdo it. It's partly why I don't even like the most recent Spider Man's costume, just CGI. I don't, I don't think I haven't. I think I've only seen the first one of Tom Holland's. Is it one or two after that? Yeah, there's two right now. They're coming I'm in the out. Mi- yeah. I'm in the minority. I really liked Andrew Garfield. Oh, me too. He was oh. my favorite. He was mine, and I do love Tobey Maguire, but I feel like Amazing Damn. Spider-Man, was, he was underrated. Oh, he was my favorite Spider-Man. So good. The writing... Yes. The third movie. Justice for Andrew Garfield. You know, like all the speculation now, though, that he'll oh come yeah, yeah, and Toby. I hope so. He had a bad time. I think he's been. He was Andrew Garfield was really vocal, wasn't he, about like how much of a bad time he had, and he was gutted because mm-hmm. Spider Man was like his favorite growing up, and then he said it just it ruined Spider Spider Man for him. Right. Well, he was super like enthusiastic about yeah. the character. Like he absolutely loved it. He thought it was like an honor. But like Sony would make him go to all these press tours and shit, and I think he like just didn't go to one, and then Sony fired him. <laughs> he just refused to take the plane ride there. I think it's Great. Sony actually helped make the boys. Yeah, it's Sony TV. They also make the boys, don't they? So that's interesting. Mm. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They do like quite a lot of shows Sony TV now. I think yeah, the boys and For All Mankind, which if you know, I'm obsessed with. So please go watch For All Mankind. It's so good. Um, they're on the same kind of studio. Is that show like similar to The Boys? Um, only that it's got Chantal Van Sant, <laughs> who was obviously Becca. Um, but no, it's it's completely different to The Boys. It's still like science fiction. Um, but it's basically what if Russia got to the moon first and then the space race continued, and how that would have affected the world. Really good. I'm really underselling it, but trust me, it's brilliant. <laughs> I remember like when that show came out for like a solid two months. Like that was just your Instagram story. <laughs> I was like, like please watch, watch for all mankind. It's like, go watch this show. It's like, okay. You said to me in the group chats, I'm on. I'm like, hi, everyone. You watch for all mankind yet? And I'm like, no. So, speaking of things being successful, everyone, please follow Vod HQ on Instagram. Please follow Vod Productions on Instagram. And follow me, the Homelander memes, on Instagram. You guys are awesome for listening to this all the way. And we're gonna be producing content and Vaughn HQ has been an awesome guest. Yeah, and thank uh, you for really you. On, despite the <laughs> <Yeah>. time zones. <laughs> it's okay. You have been awesome hosts. So thank you for having me on. I'm putting up with my ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> we hope to, to have you again sometime if you're ever Yeah, down. yeah, definitely. Maybe once uh, maybe once season three comes out and then you don't have to worry about it. And then I can be like, I can toilet. talk. Yeah. Then you can, you <laughs> yeah. can be more uncensored. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please like, share, grab, follow, whatever platform you're using. Uh, click the bell thing if you want to get notifications. Um, and thank you so much for listening. You guys are the real heroes. You're the best. And thanks for coming on VOD HQ. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.